Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. You can support this podcast at Patreon.com slash Partners in Crime Media. This week's Lot on a Marathon winner is Rachel Jones of Exeter, New Hampshire. Rachel will win a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at LawnOrderPodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoie, Kimberly Viapashis, Henry Lavoie, Sarah D. Bunting, and Margot Donahue. And these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary police procedural, baby. It's the FNOG of police procedures, baby. Law and order, law and order, law and order, law and order. These are their stories, these are their stories. Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about network television's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. This week, we are breaking format. Look, we're halfway through season 20, and what are we hearing from you about the current season of Law & Order? Some of you are liking what you see. Some of you don't. So we wanted to take it to you and to some of our past guests about what are you seeing? Are you liking season 20? Are you hate watching season 20? It's got us thinking. It's time to do a State of the Union address. Throughout this episode, we'll check in with past guests. We'll take your tweets and emails. We'll also hear a very riveting college essay And then we will end the show with my State of the Unit address. Now joining me to talk a little more about that is my partner, Rebecca Lavoie. Hello, Kevin. So season 20, we're halfway through. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, okay, what are your impressions? Because you have... You're a completist. You've Mm -hmm. watched SVU all the way through. And I will watch it until it's canceled someday. Or until the entire cast dies of old age, whichever happens first. Well, canceling it could happen sooner. Really? Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, okay. For one, the ratings are down. Uh, well, it's they switched up the night that it airs, which they can't did. help. Yeah. They did. But compared to last year, some mm. of the demos are down 26%. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I think as far as the quality of this season goes... <laughs> How about this? I don't think they're growing their audience. You don't think Peter Stone is I, helping them do that? Well, okay, hear me out, right? So I don't I don't know if they're growing their audience with new viewers. So they are pretty much relying on their diehard right. fans right. to keep them going. And from what we hear from a lot of those diehard fans um, is that they're not satisfied with the storylines that they're seeing. I don't think it's the storylines because I think that we've been getting horrible cuckoo bananas storylines for years on the show mm-hmm. and with ebbs and flows, of course. Occasionally there'll be a bright spot episode, but for years the show has been schlocky high art. It really has, it's, but like the high art has been the schlock of it. What has changed this season and last season is the Peter Stone factor. I really think he is dead wood that is weighing the whole damn thing down. Okay. There's no chemistry between him and Olivia. And we have relied on chemistry either between her and Barba or between her and, you know, somebody interesting in the squad room or somebody else sort of hovering around the circles. Or we relied on sort of the antagonism between like a strong female prosecutor and how, you know, she ends up working with Liv. Not always antagonism. Sometimes it's like a strong working partnership where you feel like they're in it together uh, or it's a little bit of a butting heads. Like we have nothing with Peter Stone. We have nothing with him at all. He's just a hole in the TV set. Okay, there are, I would say, deficiencies in this character. Okay. Uh, character deficiencies, you I think? suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like his very long backstory, which adds nothing to his current story? When it ought to. Yeah, it should. 
and um, you know, I don't know, I don't know how much of the Peter Stone issue is Peter Stone and Philip Winchester, the actor, and how much of it is Raphael Barba. Yeah, because it seems to me that there are a lot of folks who are just inconsolable about the fact that Barbara left. Yeah, yeah. And to the point where it's like, there's, that it doesn't matter, you know, who comes on right. after him. I don't know how many, there's a lot of folks who aren't willing to accept the next person. Well, but see, we've had a lot of people leave on this show, mm-hmm. and we've been fine. We had Elliot Stabler leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we had Munch leave. We had Cragen leave. We've been fine. Then why is this different? Because Barbo and is it different? It is different. Okay, there's always been somebody outside of the squad, uh, and sometimes that person was Cragen, for instance, who's he's he's their captain, but he's outside of sort of like the teams on the squad. He's the 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 person with whom they bounce things back and forth, and the person who sends them back to do more work, or the person who tells them they can't be doing what they're doing, or the um, the sort of like internal antagonist or internal. Uh, sort of partner that you have to play ball with, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, you would think that Peter Stone would be able to play ball, wouldn't you? Uh, but I'm bummed. But he can't. So, Barba brought a lot of character to the role, obviously. Mm-hmm. He also brought a lot of swagger to the role. He mm-hmm. also brought a lot of, like, cuckoo-ness to the crazy storylines that have been happening. If you just think about the drama around certain prosecutions, and Barba's like, outrage, mm-hmm. right? Like, Stone's not bringing that. He's not bringing anything to the table. He's actually, like, I think sucking a lot of oxygen out of every scene that he's in. He's not adding to the equation. He's not an antagonist. He's not a protagonist. He's not a love interest. Like, what is he? Like, what what purpose is he serving? How about um, Mariska Hargitay? She remains, you know, the, uh, the soul and center of this universe. Is she still doing a good job carrying... <laughs> this this uh this franchise here's the thing you know i love me some rishka hargitay yeah she's phoning it in like et told her to is what (laughs) she's doing right now which is fine it's not unusual i think for legacy characters to take that sort of like step back i mean at this point she's a little bit like i think of her like she's like the lila quartermain of the show she's a soap opera reference that you may actually get yeah where she's sort of she she could be wasn't lila quartermain like 80 years old right. and okay. But what right. I'm saying is Mariska could be the scene setter in the squad room. Like she could be the Van Buren of this. She could be a person who's in a lot of scenes but in that role, sort of giving guidance, shaping the investigation, doing all this stuff. Therefore making room for like maybe a new squad member, which I really think we need at this point. We don't even have like two sets of partners at this point. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. There's always been two sets of partners and there's like three people in this squad now. Right. And there's a lot of people walking around in the background. That's right. They definitely could add somebody. Don't you feel like there's an opportunity here to like bring somebody in? I think so. Who would be interesting? So, but instead they had to do this ridiculous thing where they're sending Mariska out on these like field assignments doing hostage negotiations and like, you know, running and like working out with her trainer in the park. What was that about? Well, see, but I still think that this is her show, that character show. And so yeah. to have her sitting behind a desk is not going to work. So even though a, a real lieutenant probably would not be out in the field doing this stuff, we need to see Olivia Benson doing that. I don't need to see Olivia Benson in the field doing that. You could bring people to her office and have them talk to her. It just doesn't make sense. And that's the problem with it. It doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying that this show has ever been like super good at making sense. But at least it had some organization that you could fall back on. So the big question, and we will ask it throughout this podcast, is does Law & Order Special Victims Unit deserve a season 21? Yes. You would renew. I would renew this forever. That's the thing. It's never not going to be something that I will watch the minute it hits my DVR. <laughs> then, then why would they have an incentive to make it good as opposed to just making it? I mean, I am an unusual person like this. Like, I, I don't think so. I think Law & Order SVU has become funny. <laughs> That's part of the reason why I watch it. But they're certainly not aiming for someone like me who thinks it's hilarious when one of these like absurd things happens on the rape show, which let's face it, that's what the show is. It's supposed to be like the sexual assault show. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but they really need to do something with Stone. They need to move him out or they need to bring bring somebody else in new to check to be put a check on him. Like bring Peter Gallagher back or something. Like bring back that sort of role of that person who is, you know, kind of the voice of the audience. And the great thing about Peter Gallagher's character is he would just walk in and be like, what do you guys even work? And that's exactly what I was thinking when he walked in and said it. Like, that's what's missing right now. Will you stick around? A hundred percent, yes. Hello, I'm calling about the State of the Unit address for SVU uh, Season 20. It is still wonderful. Um, I love how it ties in today's politics into the episode. Uh, We still have to learn more about Carisi and Rollins, and I always love Finn's life and just can't get enough of Benson. And I really like how you tied in how parenting a child isn't just roses and whatever and she's a hard-working mom and definitely season 21 is a must i really enjoy how the cases are parts of different part of the news and um please continue season 21 and 22 at least the 25 hi i just wanted to say that of course it deserves a 21st season it deserves a 22nd a 23rd a 24th a 25th it should go on forever this is the house that Mr. Hargitay and I see built this is an unbelievable edifice and I will probably never stop watching it's like it's it's just the most comforting thing in this world and I love it and I always love Mariska's hair Thank you. Kimberly? Hello. 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 I'm literally watching last night's episode right now. I could hear, yes. Can you hear? I was trying to catch up. Let's see here. I'm getting um I'm getting like a a a buzz in the audio. Um, can you put it to default? Yeah. Or just, yeah, kind of let's just r- scroll through these. Okay, I'm on default. Uh, okay, that doesn't change anything. How about another time? Another selection? This is the internal microphone. Oh, so yeah, okay. Hear the difference? <clears throat> I do hear the difference, yes. Okay, and now I'm on just Yeti. Hmm. Hello? Yeah, hi. Oh, yeah, it's still there. How about we uh, switch to Skype? Okay. And you don't have, you have no buzz. Great. <laughs> awesome. I hate buzzing. So you, are you all caught up on season 20 of SVU? I am literally, as we speak, about 20 minutes from being caught up. <laughs> so the you, the baby is crowning right now is what you're the saying. Ba- she's at five centimeters, I think. Uh, okay. All right. Well, then we'll just, we, we'll put a pin in that. You are a longtime SVU watcher, right, Kimberly? Yes, I am. So, do you think season 20 has been different in any way from the previous seasons? Um, in that it's batshit crazy, no. <laughs> in that I did think for a while that Noah was going to kill Olivia in her sleep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that was my biggest thing. Yeah, they really seem to be... Um... Yeah, like really telegraphing something there, trying to like the bad seed or the omen yeah. or something. Well, uh, I mean, I feel like you know, aside from making him a serial killer, it's hard to uh, to come up with sort of another excuse for the foreshadowing. Correct. You know, I mean, maybe he's just wetting his bed, but that doesn't seem like it'd be the right payoff. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I didn't know where they. I really thought it was going to come full circle, and Olivia was going to be raising a murderer's child, and then she was going to be murdered by that, and then it would be the whole nature versus nurture thing. Right, right, because she actually is raising a murderer's child. Yes, never forget. <laughs> no, never forget that. Never forget that. Don't forget where you came from, Noah. God uh, forbid this child has a normal life and isn't in danger every five episodes. 
Yeah, that's kind of the issue, isn't it? We have to come. There's only so many times he can be kidnapped or have to, you know, leave the city because he's being threatened by the you know, the fake news blogger. Right. But I guess like a normal storyline, like, oh, he's taking karate and she takes him. That's probably not as interesting of a storyline. No. As something major happening. Yeah. I feel like there's just something with the writing that is not, not up. As... Yeah. Not up to par. Yeah, I agree. I de- yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, Marishka is still at her finest. She's doing her finest whisper acting <laughs> versus her shouting acting. Literally, I'm watching this episode now in one scene. She's so quiet. You almost have to put on subtitles. And then in the next scene, she's screaming at Stone for no reason. <laughs> so I'm worried she's lost her middle range. It's gone. Well, she always has that look of like, Someone has to do something about this. <laughs> yes. And I'm always like amazed. I wonder how many takes they do. Like in this episode, her and Rollins find out something shocking. And it's literally just cut to Rollins, cut to Marishka, cut to Rollins, cut to <laughs> back and forth. Shocked, shocked, shocked. How many takes did they do? Because they are shocked. There's a lot like, of shocking. It was so much shocking. And I bet by see, like take five, I don't know how you could be that shocked anymore. You know, that's a good point, yeah. Then there's a lot of eye rolling and that sort of, you know, nodding like, we're both mothers, we know what this is about. (laughs) Yes, yes. They've really formed a sisterhood. Yeah, exactly. I love it. All the estrogen just kind of, (laughs) everything got synced. Yes. (laughs) Which is why you can tell Carisi's a little pissy. So, (laughs) So let's talk about Rollins and Carisi for a second there because we have, you know, Dr. What's-His-Name, uh, who put a baby in her. Oh, boy. And uh, Creasy, who uh, wants to get her uh, ginger ale because it might give the steak might give her indigestion. <laughs> I love him. Well, I do. So do you like where that storyline is going? No, I'm very unhappy that she's pregnant with another man's baby because they've been dangling this in front of us. You know, he's this guy who's single and doesn't have kids, but he loves babies and loves kids and comes from a big family. And you thought, oh, well, that's perfect. No, then they bring in this weird doctor from (laughs) Father of the Bride that, like, I can't, I don't know what to make of him at all. (laughs) I've been shipping them for so long and they just keep throwing wrenches in my plan. I no one that I have shipped has worked out. Barbara's gone. That never happened. Like now Stone is on. I just I can't get it right with the shipping. I'm yeah. off. And so my new focus is Finn. I'm shipping him with somebody. Who? I need him. To, I don't know. Maybe Coco, his wife, his oh, real life go. wife yeah. could come on. Well, I thought it'd be funny if he came on like he brought her on and acted like he had been married this whole time and we just never knew because <laughs> we don't really get to know much about his personal life he's like we've been married for seven years what's the problem you don't come to my house for thanksgiving <laughs> i need more of his family i want to see the baby i want to see his gay son and his husband uh-huh. i don't want them to be like involved in a crime like i don't want the baby to be the witness to a crime or something yeah, but again. i do want to see more of them somehow yeah, yeah. We did get to see his apartment because Stone woke up hung over there, yes, you know, with all that right. black leather, which was yeah. pretty, pretty sweet. Not, yeah, not surprising. That that was a good choice. I can see him with black leather. Yes. Well, okay. Well, you mentioned Peter Stone, and yeah. he is the you know the big variable change here from right. season nineteen to season twenty, and it seems like you know they're trying awfully hard to get us to like him. Do we like him? Well. It's hard because I Barbara was so beloved. I said it many times that I'm still sitting Shiva for Barbara. It's been yeah. like a year and it's not done. Um, so then they bring in this guy and I don't I was not associated with his dad. Like I never followed that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I think they did that to build in some sort of like you love him. You already kind of know about him. He's it's very strange. They're throwing trauma after trauma to get us to like him like his sister and then his sister dies and then he's accused of rape and he's very vanilla to me but I think for most um women in America he probably gets the job done he's someone he's eye candy I guess he gets that job done yeah (laughs) 
I just think some people have, um, this is no offense towards him, but for me, like some people have a kind of an it sparkle something. Mm -hmm. And for me, I just don't, I don't feel it towards him. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like on paper, he looks great. He's an athlete. He's basically law and order royalty because of his dad. And he's like, I should be attracted to him, Mm -hmm. but I'm not. And I'm, it makes me wonder what's wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you, darling. Okay, good. If it were up to you as a as a SVU aficionado, should the show go on to a 21st season or should it make a as graceful an exit as it possibly can at this point? Without knowing anything about the ratings? Yeah. The thing is is I mean they do have a great model in that effed up things are still happening in the world every day oh, sure. for them to have storylines to draw from. It's not like that's stopping anytime soon. Um, I mean, it's sort of just like I have to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I look forward to watching it, but I have to keep watching. So if it went on, I would continue watching. But yeah, this might be like a Grey's Anatomy thing where it's like it's time to stop. But I would like some things wrapped up if they were going to do that. I need to know that Mariska is finally going to be happy in right. one way or another, like for once. Uh-huh. And I need Rollins and Carisi to get together. Yeah. Oh, I realized in this episode why I can never be friends with Liv is because when she hears that he proposed to Rollins, I would say like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Let's gossip. Give me all the details. <laughs> and she just goes, oh, Wow. Okay, so where are we with this case? <laughs> Let's change the subject as fast as we can. Yes, and I was like, give me the D. I want to gossip with Finn about the proposal. No, got nothing. Yeah, but I do bet they gossip. I hope so. Maybe we just don't get to see it. So here's some of your tweets. At Miss Chang Bong. I gave up midway last season. I don't care about Benson having a kid. It's like all of the meat of the show got cut out. Crime happens, interviews, cut to how Benson having a kid affects this case for her. Five-second trial end. I miss the CSI Emmy tech scenes. At Brielle Yantes, replying, Me too. Why give Olivia a kid? Her driving force was constant searching and never getting what she wanted. Elliot, Calvin, love. Where's the angst? Barely sees kid, dates everyone from department looking for marriage and dad for Noah, former foes, Tucker, Langan, Dodds, all friends and family now. Yawn. At DL Squared 2. Other than checking out Ice-T and Mariska periodically, it's been a snoozer. Did they fire all the writers and simply become a CNN fake news regurgitator? (laughs) Where is the detecting? Defeat bad guys by finding evidence and convicting. Detectives are good guys. From at SVU Diehards, every victim in Perp this season so far has been white. Mm. The writer's room is all white. Mm. Every single recurring guest star announced has been white. Mm. For a show that calls itself a conversation starter, it sure does like keeping the conversation one color. Hashtag SVU so white. At JLive for love. It's at the point where I can guess what Benson is going to say before she says it. Love this show. It's had its ups and downs, but I feel like they should just leave it at 20 seasons and bow out gracefully. And then they redeem themselves with tonight's episode. At Janelle Marie 15, I really started getting into SVU when at Peter Scaravino joined the show as Carisi. (laughs) Initially, I was excited about season 20, but since the focus has shifted towards Peter Stone, I'm slowly losing interest. I liked the show better when the storylines were more balanced. At Hardy1999 replying, I agree. Carisi needs more focus. He has been pushed to the back burner, so to speak. Hashtag SVU20. At Hardy1990, I love all the characters except Stone. He has become too much of a focus in the show and less focus is going on the others. I love the storyline with Noah. I'm not liking the storyline with Rollins. I'd focus less on Stone and focus more on the others. Hashtag SVU20. Yes, S21 is a go. 
Hi, it's Vaya, fellow podcaster, Mariska Tragic. I don't have many thoughts on SVU 20, but I've rustled up a couple for you. Now, I am still on Barber Bereavement Leave. I didn't watch any episodes after he was unceremoniously booted from the show as a vigilante euthanizer. I felt like I couldn't trust the show anymore because Barber, it's not like he was Chester. He wasn't just some vanilla milkshake that had no character development. He was Raul, you know. So anyway, that aside, I had a look at season 20, episode one and season 20, episode 13. Gotta say, mad props to Liv for going 20 years before getting puffed out by going for a jog. I'm never not puffed out while I'm jogging. So she's kept herself in pretty great shape. But do I want her to stay another year? I don't think SVU needs her in season 21. I think it can live a new life without her. And I think she's beyond it now. I think Liv staying at SVU for another year is like if a professor or an academic got given tenure at Hudson University. Like, sure, they'd be doing fine work, but there's so much better out there for them. There's so much more they could be doing for society. Remember when Alex Cabot went and did humanitarian work in the Congo? Like, that's the level. That's the benchmark, Benson. You've got to shoot for that. So I'd like to see a season 21 shake up the cast. Obviously, Ice-T will still be hanging around. You know, he could be the boss. I would be here to watch him be the boss. And then Liv, she can stay on as Benson in another form. Maybe we get a spin-off series where she's running for office or she becomes a therapist. I'm just spitballing. I'm ready for the two roads to split because also I'm a little bit worried that Dick Wolf is a little bit sexist and the way they're telling sexual assault storylines has always been problematic. But I think Mariska does such good work outside the show with her foundation that I think the show is now hindering her capabilities. To quote the episode Man Up, no one expects you to be Wonder Woman, says Ice-T, and Liv says, I do. And you know what? I expect that of her too. Also, Stone's got to go. Not here for Stone. Thanks, Kevin and Rebecca. Thank you for triggering me. Bea Pashas is the host of the Buddy Watch podcast. Before that, we heard from Kimberly from the Date with Dateline podcast. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. Sling. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today we're going to turn now to our handsome line editor henry lavoy henry is a high school senior he's president of his class and he's looking to get into one of the finer colleges in america now for one of these colleges he was asked to write an essay about if there were any class that he could teach at this university what would it be about well henry decided he would write his essay about 
the class that he would teach on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Here's Henry. Television is a fascinating way to examine our contemporary history. Its programs are continuously broadcast, regularly scheduled, and often forced to embrace the country's basest sentiments to maintain viewership. There's no longer running TV drama than the chronicles of the team tasked with investigating New York City's most heinous crimes, Law and Order Special Victims Unit. A class that examines the direct relationship between SVU's themes and America's political mood would be both entertaining and informative. Since SVU debuted in 1999, America has seen significant political and social changes, which have been reflected over the course of the show's 20 seasons. Sears is no different, with SVU mirroring the deep divide in America's politics. For instance, while Detective Benson and her squad have taken increasingly liberal stances on political issues, by arresting an ICE agent, for example, the show has also regressed its portrayal of certain characters. In one episode, Finn Tutuola, the show's only black detective, exclaimed, Ah, hell nah, after the suspect he was chasing spilled food on his pristine white sneakers, halting the pursuit. This juxtaposition between progressive themes and regressive stereotyping reflects how SVU tries to appeal to Americans in the era of Trump. It tackles issues like family separation, while simultaneously falling back on racial stereotypes that are the hallmark of the current administration. This is just one among countless examples of how a course on the modern social history of America could rely on Law and Order SVU as its foundation. for the State of the Unit, which, first of all, this is sort of like a dream come true to give an address on something that a very small number of people actually still care about. So, first of all, I think Mariska Hargitay is a hero in real life, and I think she's totally phoning it in on the show and that we're all in on the joke, so it's okay, because she's actually getting more rape kits processed in real life than on this program. I think Ice-T is probably the smartest person on the show in that he's doing the least, but treating this like a marathon that's never going to end, and I appreciate that. My other thoughts are that Amanda Rollins' pregnancy was insane this season and really didn't need to be built in because it made absolutely no sense. Last but not least, I feel like Peter Stone is one of the most Law and Order characters of all time because he has both the most layered backstory and absolutely no personality. Also, just wanted to add that Dominic Carisi is kind of my favorite worst character because his accent gets thicker as he gets more involved in a scene. And I love his interplay with Rollins, even though it's kind of deeply problematic. And yes, I loved when you talked about him offering her ginger ale for absolutely no reason. My name is Lindy, and I've got a lot of feelings about the Sioux. The two most important being that one, I miss Barba more than certain dead relatives of mine, and two, Stapler's trash. I just need to get that out there. Uh, so you understand my point of view on the Law & Order universe. I was two when Original Recipe started, so I don't actually recall a time in life that didn't include some flavor of Law & Order. Sometimes I catch an early Original Recipe and question why, as a very, very small child, I was allowed to watch it for like hours on end. Uh, I guess the only good thing is I was able to reach the ripe old age of 11 before the rape show started. But none of that really matters. Um, is SVU 20 good? Not really. Am I hate watching it? Not yet. Would I continue to watch it through season 30? Of course I would. Uh, I will say, I did prefer when it was just a few ripped from the headlines of seasons. Like the super obvious Kids in Cages Kavanaugh ones. Like, those felt much more impactful when they weren't every fucking week. Uh, I don't mind the super watered down, inspired by, like, Leopold and Loeb episodes, but the bash over the head topical ones have gotten a little excessive. As for specific food 20 plot points, the Noah storyline needs to shit or get off the pot. He needs to either stab someone in a fit rage or take a goddamn seat. My hope is that since Dollar Store Stone has started playing daddy, he'll like calm the fuck down. Speaking of Dollar Store Stone, he's boring as fuck. Like I would almost rather live in if it ended up with Dumpster Fire Stabler. That's saying something. 
Uh, I don't particularly care about Rollins' fetus, but, like, can we send the sperm donor back to Scandal and just let Carisi father her children? On Carisi, why did we send him to law school? Like, did the writers just want to make it easier to throw a law exposition in instead of writing the ADA into the scene? I don't know, maybe they think Dollar Store Stone is so fucking boring they don't want to listen to him? But that would have meant they were, like, doing some serious pre-planning, so that... That can't be it. In the end, I'd say as long as they keep making the show, I'll keep watching. Unless maybe they get rid of Finn. That might be my breaking point. Like, I'd still watch the endless reruns, but I'd probably jump ship on anything post-Finn. Like, I need him there to get through the batshit episodes. He makes them bearable. So I guess those are, those are my deeply held feelings. I'm not sure it's normal to have such strong opinions, but I'm glad I found my outlet and my people. Hello, Rebecca and Kevin. It's Sarah D. Bunting calling to comment on SCU's State of the Season 20. Yes, I'm still watching. No, I'm not particularly enjoying it. Now that Olivia Benson has become not just an over-involved lieutenant who is always out on assignment instead of in the office or doing a hostage negotiation she's not qualified for, and not just the soggy washcloth of a too-much empath who, after over two decades on the squad, is shocked, shocked at even the most, I hesitate to use the word every day when it comes to sex crimes, but for someone who works in the sex crimes unit, perhaps she should have developed a little bit of a thicker skin and not be on the verge of tears in every interaction with victims. No, it's not just that. It's the interactions with Noah, which are just as easily bruised and weekend dad in a way that doesn't ring true and lets him run the household. I assume we are supposed to be concerned that Noah has the seeds within him of a serial killer. Unfortunately, nobody cares, and it's not going to happen until like season 34 anyway, but I will still be watching, I am sorry to say because I am a neurotic completist, and these Peter Stone threesome plots are not going to break me. Just not. So, Margo, how long have you been watching SVU? Oh, for 20 years now. So all 20? Yes. Okay. Tell us, (laughs) (laughs) well, what do you think of this season? You know, I understand that a lot of people think it's batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Er, I always thought it's been turning that way for the last 10 years. I, I'm, I'm ready to go for this ride at this point. <laughs> just just strap me in. You, let's see how I'm it in. turns out. Is that how you think? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, there have been, you know, almost a whole season or two. I mean, I'm thinking of season nine and season 12 where they had some really kind of crazy episodes um you know i'm thinking of the speed weed era uh you know mm-hmm. where they're okay with you know i'm gonna stab you with a pickle and uh <laughs> let's turn on the sun that's season nine uh but i don't know i think this is a little this is a little different i mean do you think there's a lot of politics in this season yes i do think there is a lot of politics going on and i think there's a lot of you know we all were rooting for olivia to to lead and to be the lieutenant and to be in charge and she had so much experience under her belt and it feels like everyone just messes with her left and right for everything (laughs) and i talked about this on your show before but like if she didn't have bad luck she would have no luck at all i know her male choices have been terrible uniformly right yeah right on down the line and then they had a guy like barba who completely adored her. We all saw this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why didn't we ever let this happen? And I think letting him go was a big mistake. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I think that probably some of letting him go has a lot to do with the actor <laughs> and his <laughs> desire to uh, do something else creatively, including going to Broadway, so you just kind of have to roll with those punches. However, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are having trouble getting used to Peter Stone for many reasons, but one of them is Barba, that they just love Barba so much that mm-hmm. maybe they just there's no way that he can win. What do you think? There's no way that Peter Stone can win. 
He also looks exactly like Carisi. I can't tell them apart sometimes because <laughs> it's filmed so darkly uh-huh. in that studio. Sometimes <laughs> they're talking, "Oh shit, that's Stone." Okay, that's the other guy. Yeah. Okay, Carisi's got to bring the, the mustache casting back. on the show. Yes, yeah, exactly. He's the porn stash. Yeah, yeah, the porn stash <laughs> would be good. What do you think about Peter Stone? I, I, I'm I'm trying to warm up to him. I mean, physically, he's very attractive. Mm-hmm. And he and he respects Olivia, which is really nice, and she needs that. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, I wonder if she if if there's something about her that screws relationships up. Yeah, yeah. Or is it just the writers saying, well, if she gets married and settles down, there's nothing more we can write about. But that's ridiculous because then it could be just their home life can also be a part of it because they, they're going to have in-laws and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well. they, like, <laughs> and they could probably they have more kids. Oh, great. That's what we need. They're more babies on this show. <laughs> Wait, okay. Okay. Rollins is pregnant again? Yeah. <laughs> she could afford this at a cop salary? Uh, how? That's a good, that's a good point. I don't know how she lives there anyway in Manhattan. I don't either. <laughs> Again, you know, it seems like uh, we aren't really happy with the choices all of our heroes are making. Including Finn. Why isn't he retired already? What is he doing there? <laughs> He's 60. <laughs> he, I mean, you can, if you can retire at like 52 or whatever it is that they can retire, you know, move to Far Rockaway, open a bagel shop. Like, what do you need all this shit for? Yeah, it was, it's been it's been kind of crazy. So if you could give, like, you know, this uh, give a midterm grade to season 20, what would you give it? It's a solid B minus. OK, it it could be so much better for sure. Look, I'm, I, I always grade the show on a curve. I'm mm-hmm. going to stick with it. Okay. I miss Law & Order. This is all I'm going to get. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish with Olivia – I mean, when it's watching Liv on the baseball field with her son and just got, got to go, he hates being around me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and just was like, come on. You know, let, let, let's let Liv have some fun. I really want her to have that. Yeah, yeah. So – do you think it should be renewed for a 21st season? Absolutely. Without question. And you'll continue to watch. Yes, because a part of me thinks Barb is coming back. <laughs> and I don't want to miss it. <laughs> I just want one makeout session with them. That's it. I'll be so happy. Margot Donahue is the host of the Book versus Movie podcast. And before that was Sarah D. Bunting. She's the host of The Blotter Presents and a frequent guest on These Other Stories. And now for some of your emails. Missy Fontana writes, I miss Barba. That aside, I think this is the strongest season thus far. Benson is a great leader. Even Stone is growing on me. (laughs) You spit a little out. Sorry. (laughs) Eva Ballard. I love this show. I do. But the quality of content and the content itself has gone downhill since season 14. The show has no dark African-Americans, no Asians, specifically anyone from India, so no ethnic diversity. Did I mention Stone is a straight-up jackass? And the whole, quote, (laughs) masculine energy thing was so out of character for Benson. I also think the show is less about the victims and what they're comfortable with and more about Benson's agenda, which I agree with, but I get enough politics already. I also miss the child abduction cases. The missing persons, they're special victims, too. Bonnie Margolis writes... Ever since Peter Stone was introduced to the cast of characters, the show has nosedived into a major snooze fest. They drop mini arcs like hot potatoes, never to mention again. Did Olivia have an abortion? Is she still winded? What happened to the memo? Rip from the headlines has morphed into regurgitating headlines with little or no creative effort to weave a similar but not identical story. I could go on for a while. It's maddening to watch a show I've loved for its entire run kind of fall apart at the last mile or so. But here I am, 
Kind of like when your sibling does something incredibly fucking stupid and you love them anyway because you grew up together in your family. That's my relationship to SVU now, but dear God, these new apps are painful. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> Kelly Giddish can act the shit out of literally anything, but they give her a deadbeat roommate slash boyfriend storyline? The Amanda Rollins of the Warren Light Years would not stand for that. Mm. Jessica Prather. Season 20 has been decent so far. I do wish to see more personal storylines within the characters. The scenes that show the personal lives of the detectives are always so brief. I think everyone would like to see more of Noah and Olivia's parenting. (laughs) I love the scenes with the two of them. I think something dramatic should happen with Noah that would be related to the special victims unit. Perhaps someone tries to mess with him, or he knows of something happening to a friend at school and he tells Olivia about it. Olivia is used to dealing with children in sexual assault cases, but what happens when it's her own son? I love Stone's character. I think he has fit right in. I think him and Olivia have a lot of chemistry, and I would love to see more of that. He's a good father figure to Noah. I absolutely would love to see a season 21. I love when she shares personal experiences with victims. Really gives off a sense of understanding of the emotions that the victims are feeling and that she is not just there for a paycheck. The show is great. I will continue watching. The season has been a little bit dull, but I'm hoping it will pick up. Trisha Bontempo writes, This season is terrible. They are forcing Stone down our throats. He has no chemistry with any of them. They need to ship him back to Chicago and bring back Raphael Barba. Mm. Or bring him back recurring so he can be with Liv and Noah. He loves her so much and they both deserve to be happy. (laughs) If this happens, I will start watching again. Also, where are characters from the past? Cragen, Munch, Melinda... We all we get is Cassidy. No thanks. He has been recycled enough. <laughs> My fellow members of an elite squad, as we are now halfway through SVU's twentieth season. A television milestone at that, it has become clear that this once venerable franchise is on shaky ground. There seems to be among fans, at least those that communicate with us, that this season has been substandard. The writing has been off. There is discontent about characters, and its politics have been too transparent. The Law & Order franchise is known for its many different cast iterations. The format allows for interchangeable actors. It's the formula for its longevity. We've seen this from season one of Original Recipe right up to the last episode. Historically, SVU has been able to weather such changes, including the departure of its lead actor in season 13. But it seems the recent departure of a supporting character has really upset the apple cart. Fan favorite Raphael Barba left midway through season 19 to be replaced by Peter Stone. A character with a legacy background who was road tested on another network television show. He should have been an easy fit. But the audience reaction to Barba's departure was unexpected. There appears to be a reluctance from fans to accept he's gone and a reluctance to accept Stone as a suitable replacement. And the fact is, there are many things wrong with Stone's character and chemistry with the rest of the cast. With a couple of exceptions, the episodes have been largely forgettable. The crime stories are uninspired. The stories have been slow to develop leaving us wonder where the climax is, whether the episode is over yet. Unlike certain seasons when the crazy could be celebrated, viewed with a certain kind of joy, this just feels like bad television. The show's strength remains Mariska Hargitay. The character of Olivia Benson... (coughs) The character of Olivia Benson is seen by many audience members as an inspiration as a champion for victims in real life and on the small screen. 
She is not just an actress on set either. She is a contributing creative force behind the camera, bringing her values from years of advocacy to the franchise. In a world where these values seem under attack, it may make sense to respond and defend them forcefully. But is that good for television drama? Is this a police procedural or a social commentary? Can the show be both? And can they be both and entertaining all at the same time? The state of the unit is uncertain. Its renewal by the network is not a certainty. Many shows are renewed and live year to year without consideration of their uneven quality or their place in the larger network business model. The Simpsons, Saturday Night Live, Family Guy, NCIS, Grey's Anatomy. SVU will probably survive for another decade as one of these shows. In May, it will surpass the original Law & Order as a longer-running program. The show may continue, but not for the sake of its lead actress or for the sake of breaking records. There is something off about this current combination of actors, writers, directors, showrunners, and that magic that makes SVU a legendary show. The ratings have slipped this year, perhaps indicating it is not growing a new audience, but relying on its longtime fans, and those fans are speaking by tuning out. Will SVU be renewed for a 21st season? I believe it will. As someone who does a podcast about the franchise, what else can I wish for? But does it deserve a 21st season? That is a more difficult question. There are 11 more episodes to go in 2019. There is time to right the ship. There is time to improve the quality of the show. There is time to get back to basics. And there is time to make it for the fans again. Because those are the best stories. And that is going to do it for our State of the Unit address. You can tweet to us at Law & Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Additional music by Spencer Burdett. Line editing by Henry Lavoie. Content assistance from Travis Roy. Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. Get your first month free at stitcherpremium.com slash crime. If you want to know what episodes we're talking about in our upcoming shows, go to lawandorderpodcast.com. Sign up for our newsletter to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Are Their Stories was recorded in the yoga loft above the bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio, and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. Partners in Crime Media. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.